Being disabled or having a chronic illness can feel like you're moving forward in reverse. I'm your host, Scott Martin. Join me and my new friends from this underrepresented community as we talk about disrupting the status quo and creating change within the world and within ourselves. Hey, life's a road trip. Hop in. Let's turn on some tunes and go. With me in the passenger seat and managing the radio for this road trip is Christian Shaw. Christian is the founder of the Kamloops Self-Advocate Newsletter, which he started 10 years ago. Born with an intellectual disability, Christian never doubted he would pursue his dream and has been an inspiration for people with diverse abilities. His message of hope for a more inclusive world resonates in his work. Hi, Christian. How are you doing today? Good. Um, You know, I always do dig and deep dive in on my guests and I see you from, and I was surprised to find that you're living in a not so small community of Kamloops, British Columbia. You're like four hours approximately Northeast of Vancouver. Is that correct? Um, yes. Okay. And 90,000 people are the, is the population there. That's what blew me away because us folks down on this side of Dabota, uh, we know Vancouver and Quebec and Montreal and Toronto, but when you hear of a place like Kamloops, British Columbia, it just seems small. I live in a community of 25,000, which is considered small. I thought you were living around me. What's what's your favorite season for living in Kamloops, Christian? Um, I like fall. Ah, you guys, have you had uh, color changes yet? No. Nothing coming? We have had a uh, a droughtish summer, and we are already seeing uh, colors change quickly and leaves dropping. But that's just because of uh, the dry conditions. So I'm I'm sure it's going to be beautiful up there where you're at when things start to change. Uh, so the objective of this podcast is to shake up the public a little bit so that uh, they become more aware of the disabled community and. You're, you seem to fit that mold perfectly. And I think you actually reached out to me first. And um, I started, to, like I said before, I do a lot of deep digging on, on the guests. And what you're doing and what you have been doing is very impressive to me. And I want to introduce this uh, newsletter to folks. And so the listeners know they can go on the uh, uh, Life's a Road Trip website or wherever they're listening and find a link to get onto your uh, website. Um, I read that the vision and mission of the newsletter is this, promote community inclusion, including ideas like social justice, social inclusion, kindness and compassion, anti-bullying, mental health issues, and all disabilities. What was it that triggered you to start the newsletter? I wanted to work in the field, but I couldn't go to university to get a college mm. degree in the disability field. Okay. So that's the main reason I started it, because I got lots of help since I was a kid, growing up, during my adulthood, and I wanted to return the favor and support people just like I was supported when I was younger. Okay. I went back to your very first edition 10 years ago, and you titled it 
Overcoming Mental Health Challenges. And in it, you describe your experience as a member of the disability community. And folks need to go through there and read. I believe it's on page 19 as of now, and we're recording this in the middle of September. So maybe a little bit further down by the time we get online with this. But you close that with this. But remember, you can't let mental illness get in the way of your goals. Take control of your mental illness instead of it taking control of you. I'm constantly told, don't worry, be happy. And that is what all of us should aim for in life in hopes of fighting against mental illness. Now, Christian, don't worry, be happy. Have you changed your outlook on, on that from that point 10 years ago? Has the meaning of don't worry, be happy changed at all for you? I'm always happy. Cool. Have you been, by doing this newsletter, I'm sure you get feedback from folks, correct? Yeah. And what sort of feedback have you been getting over the years? And has that feedback changed during the time? Yes, it's changed. It has changed. Okay, how would you describe it? I'm stuck. My mom came. People, That's all right. People didn't believe that he could do it. They figured okay. that uh, I was told from the time he was small that he had never learned to read and write. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a fluent reader, writer, and speller now. He taught himself mostly because the school cool. wouldn't teach him because they said he couldn't retain the information. And uh, so uh, I taught him phonics, and um, he taught himself a lot on the computer himself. And he just wanted um, to reach this goal of being able to uh, be self-employed and okay. and work himself. So he wanted to prove everyone wrong. Okay, and so he's done that. Uh, just so listeners know, that's Christian's mom, Linda. And I'm glad that, you know, we didn't plan on you necessarily doing a whole lot on this. But Linda, you just got into something that, I want to touch on, and it seems quite evident as I've read through uh, a lot of the articles on the newsletter and now meeting you, Christian, that a lot has to be said that has pushed you forward, and it seems that your motivation comes from just proving people wrong. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. In what what are your emotions? like, if I can be so bold to ask you, what are your emotions like when you come across people like that, that either say it directly or indirectly? Like, Linda, what you mentioned about uh, the school not providing services, that just blows my mind. So, Christian, what, what sort of emotions do you go through when you come across someone that doesn't believe you can do something? Do you get angry with that? Or do you use it as fuel to move you forward? To move me forward. Okay. So nothing drags you down? No. I've got to say that that's just amazing. I mean, that that's different from so many of the guests because we, so many people in the disabled community run into, well, I call them brick walls. For example, when I, uh, I'm, I'm 65. Proud, I'm yeah. proud I'm disabled. I'm proud. That's fantastic because that has to be presented. But do you, how can I phrase it? 
you have to come across people that treat you differently because of your disability. Would you say that? Yeah. Okay. So are you then, how are you handling it? Is it you see them as having a different opinion of you? So therefore you want to help them learn or yeah. is there, okay. Yeah. And how do you go about doing that? Is it through the newsletter, Christian, or do you have other ways right. of helping Read educate? It's just of what you can do, not what you can't do. How does that come across? I mean, we touched on it earlier. I tried to get a, try to tweak you a little bit to see where you feel about it. Has that, changed on how people perceive and receive your message has that changed in these past 10 years yes let's get into talking about that change what have you experienced that is different from trying to send that message 10 years ago to trying to send that message now everyone is supportive and wanting to help wow That I'm, I'm so glad to be able to finally meet someone like you that is just totally open and honest and understanding that you must have a way with people, Christian, that is calming and takes away their desire to, I don't know, uh, to, to act negatively towards you. Yeah. And I, I hope you're proud of that because yeah. that, a lot of that has to come with how you raised them too. And it's yeah. Positive, 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 positive. That's what you must have done. Yeah. Okay. I've always told him um, that he can do anything he sets his mind to with okay. the right supports in place. There's the key. Right. With the right supports in place. And now he's let's get been in. Very lucky with the supports he's getting. So going back to when he was younger and going back to the educational system, since I've been in the educational system, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, so Linda, for you, so he goes off, did he end up, did Christian end up starting in a quote, traditional school setting or was no. he sent out? Okay. Special ed. Special ed right from okay. day one. They never, ever talked about inclusion with Christian, ever. Okay. And so I have a, a child that went in through special education program as well. And she noticed how she was treated differently. Mm-hmm. And it troubled her. And I learned, so this is going back since I started first teaching, we didn't have write-ups or uh, specific things that were told to us on how to handle children with special needs. It was just to either incorporate them into your classroom or not. And it seems better now, nowadays that teachers do have things. So Linda, uh, thinking back to when he was going to school, was it always a positive environment that he was in? No, it was not. Okay. Talk um, about that. He had, um, he had um, ADHD, so he was okay. hyper, to say the least. <laughs> okay. And uh, teachers just, you know, until, well, kindergarten was a disaster. But uh, grade, 
grade one, they changed his school and his teachers, and uh, um, they handled him really well. They let him know that he was wanted and accepted. He just wanted to come home and be with mom. (laughs) Okay. No, that's totally understandable. I get it. Okay. So I want to go to your fifth anniversary edition. And uh, there's something I found in in that um, that edition, what you wrote. Uh, I'm proud to say that for the last five years, I've been reducing stigma and discrimination around all disabilities and mental health issues. It's been slow, and we still have a long way to go, but things are changing. I am very proud of my ad- advertisers, supporters, and readers for reading and supporting my newsletter to this day. I'm looking forward to another five years of fighting for change. That's amazing because that was when, that was on your fifth. Now it is five years later. How have, I mean, how, how smooth has that been? So looking at trying to compare the start to your fifth year anniversary and from your fifth year anniversary to your 10th, which you just recently celebrated, Christian. Looking at those two, is there a way for you to separate how you look back on those two as both being five-year periods? Yep, I have a new, I have a professional website now, which I never used to have. Okay, so how did you do this? Did you go to uh, uh, Kinko's or something and, and print out no, the newsletter someone, and hand them someone, out? Someone gave, offered to give okay. me a free website, and I went for it. I said, yes, please. And they are sponsoring it. So you've always done this by website. You've never done uh, paper newsletters. And and, and paper too. Okay. And paper too. Okay. But and I think I... I just recently got a few months ago was a was a professional looking website that it was sponsored for me. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I will tell you this from a, a new person's perspective going on your website and i know that it's important for you to hear this that i had no problem getting around your website it was clean um it was professionally done i didn't see typos or you know it again you use the word professional i would say it does come across as professional so it's working from a user standpoint just so you know that christian yeah how is it that you come about either what to write or who else you have and what the topics are that are written for each newsletter. What's your process? For October, I interviewed some Halloween podcasts and they have no disabilities. Okay. Tell me about your, um, how how people suggest. Um, ah, okay. People, people suggest to me what I. I have an advisory group, an advisory. Okay. Where they advise me on their articles that they want to write, and I and they tell me suggestions on what topics to write about, and for each month, and we meet every third month as a team with the contributors and. I have an advisory group. Okay. So the advisors present their ideas to you, and you then sit down and go through those and pick and choose because I'm, I would imagine you're limited 
on how much space you do on your newsletters or is it totally open? You can do however many writings you want. In paper, copy in paper, ah. it's eight. Okay. But online, it doesn't matter online. It can be okay. any amount you want online because people can look at it online and take their time. But offline, it's eight. Online, it's like 20 online. Okay, so you have to have uh, some guidelines to go through with what you're doing. When When the advisors give you ideas to write do you does does the idea about how you want to write about that topic or idea come to you quickly or is it something that you have to ponder for a while and is it you sit down and you write the whole thing right there or are there times when you you write and then you kind of lose focus and have to come back to it. Writer's block. We all get it. How was your process of writing? At the beginning, when I first started, I had to write writer's block, but not anymore. <laughs> okay. Not anymore. Why do you think that is? Because, I, because I'm interested in a topic. So therefore, are, are they giving you better topics and, and or are you because, more? And because it's more successful more successful my newsletter okay so over the, the so over, more gun hole so you've been gaining confidence with every issue yeah okay i see that i and i i should go back and and review more and compare and contrast your first newsletter and your 10th anniversary i'm i'm sure that your writing style has changed the format has changed and uh, a lot of things have changed for you. How has this changed your life? Speaking of change, it it makes me proud that I can support people similar to how I was supported when I was younger. So that takes me into something. Probably the last piece I want to talk about because I, it really struck me as being important. In your tenth anniversary, I, I sorry I didn't take note of the person's name. There was an article written from uh, the perspective of a blind person. That's, that's Ben, my best friend. Ah, okay. I want to read a portion of that, and we could talk okay. about it a bit, because okay. I think it's really interesting. And she wrote, so... No, he, you, he. Oh, he, I'm sorry. It's Ben. But, okay. So he, Ben wrote, so can you tell how I, how I look by touching my face? I often get that question for family and friends who undoubtedly got their false stereotype about blind people, blind people through the media. Like all minorities, the media has promoted and reinforced both positive and negative stereotypes about people with disability. And then he went on to write, while exaggerated, negative deception uh, depictions send the wrong message. Positive and realistic portrayals can help create more awareness and opportunity for all people with disabilities. How difficult do you think it was for him to write that, or do you think that it was uh, that it that it felt good for him to write that and get that information out there? I, I actually thought you were talking about him because he writes for me too, but it's, mm -hmm. but it's not. But this article is not from him. I get. I okay. wasn't sure what article you were talking That's about. All right. So let's get it but squared. I found you know it, but I found it 
online. And then oh, I okay. and then I gave the source. It's okay. from Mental Health. It's from Mental yeah. Health Commission of Canada. Okay. And C wrote an article talking about her experience and included the source. Okay. So that makes me think of you do come across your own ideas because you're out just reading, for example, this. You happen to read it and the idea came into your head. I want to include that. And legally, there are certain uh, steps that you have to go through. So are you, have you been over the years been doing that sort of thing more than you did in, say, the first five years? Finding articles and then bringing them to the readers because you want to do send a message in that way. Yes. Okay. I think that that's great because you are being a resource for people that don't have the time or they haven't thought to go to where you're going uh, to present that information. I would suggest you do that more and more because I think that you're you're presenting your own perspective more, Christian. And I think you have a lot to say. And I want to read, I believe it's the final sentence from that article to you. And then I want to talk about it, okay? And the author wrote, it seems like nowadays the focus is shifting more toward creating realistic portrayals, just like with any other minority group. Have you have you experienced change in a positive way towards the portrayal of people with disabilities? Yeah. I know we've talked about that. Okay, you have. What's your take? And are you noticing, because I am, more people with disabilities in, say, advertisements? You seeing that more? Yeah. That's something that I think the author was trying to, to touch on. Because if more people with disabilities uh, just present themselves as openly as you do, Christian, and again, I applaud that because you've just got to. It's actually, Christian, helping me learn as well because I have disabilities. So people like you are helping me learn too. Okay. Um, I think it's just so important for uh, the public to get a, an open and honest message. Linda, when you're talking about his, a Christian's experience in school, being open and honest is the way to go. And and it helps present things in, in a more realistic light. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's an article I also came across that I want to hear your views on, Christian, because, well, I'll, I'll just talk about it. The uh, next article is called Down for Love on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Uh, the summary of the show goes like this. The series follows the heartfelt journey of individuals with Down syndrome as they venture into the realm of love, witness their triumphs and trials as they navigate the ups and downs of dating, challenging stereotypes, and promoting inclusivity. Have you seen the show at all, Kristen? Yeah, I liked it. And how would you, if, if you were to give a little bit of a pitch about the show, what is it about the show that you like the most and why would you recommend it to people? It's, it's about 
inclusion. And one person with Down syndrome is from the LGBTQ community. Okay. And see, and I think she's lesbian. Is that right, mom? My mom, my mom thinks that one one girl in there is lesbian. Okay, so it's open, honest. Uh, it's just opening or creating another situation where society can see disabled people as just people. Would yeah. you agree with that? Okay. And the show, right. the show shows how important it is to have um, advocates helping them and uh, having supports in place because uh, they had them, you know, they set them up for meeting people and, and supporting them on it so that it became a successful endeavor. Do you guys think that, is it a scripted show or do you think it's uh, real reality. life? Just reality yeah, about reality. everyday lives on things. Yeah. Okay. Might be scripted too on things they say. Some of I don't it. know. They might have some of it scripted just to make sure that something is portrayed a certain way. Okay. Um, let's wrap up this before we get into something really fun. Christian, just from your perspective, I'll ask you again, in your life even, and leading up to the newsletter and through the newsletter, what are some messages that you would like to share with people about your perspective on your situation? and growing up and living with a disability. What would you have to say to people? You, you can go far in life. Okay. So just with the right with the right supports. That's the key. With the right supports. And being an educator, I am seeing that laws are in coming into and and uh having an effect in the classroom because I do see some aids coming into the classroom. So I hope it keeps going in that direction. And I want to see and make sure that you keep going in your direction. You are going to be continuing this, right? You're going to yeah. continue doing the newsletter? And tomorrow, okay. I'm celebrating a party. What are you doing? What's it for? I'm going to a restaurant called Frickin' Frack, a restaurant. And I'm also going to have some speakers. To oh. To, cel to celebrate my 10th year tenth tomorrow. Year. To celebrate okay. my 10th year tomorrow. What do you see in the future with um, with where the newsletter is going to go? Or do you have any other ideas to to branch off of the newsletter and do something a little bit different? Do you have any other aspirations? Or are you just I'm going to keep I'm going to keep at it. And I'm going to okay. interview different kinds of podcasts. Like Halloween. Oh. Like Halloween, got it. Like Christmas podcasts and okay. stuff like that. Okay, that's great. And then you're going to present the information what you learn in yeah. the newsletter. Okay. Yeah. So keep branching out. Keep finding people that you learn from and pass it on because you are a springboard for information, Christian. And I think it's important that you keep doing it because as I get deeper into doing the show, I don't see as much of what you're doing as I would hope to. So that's why I said, yeah, let's have you on the show. So I think you're Christian doing a great job. A, hey. um, Christian's yeah. a workaholic. He, he's, he never goes on the computer to play. 
or anything or games or anything like that. It's always okay. the newsletter. And okay. uh, if he takes a break at all, it's to listen to YouTube videos or music, or music or whatever. But that's it. Other than that, it's the newsletter, twenty four seven, pretty well. Other than these I live and breathe it. I live and breathe it. <laughs> well, that's like that's how I am with soccer, man. So uh, it, it's we've got something. It's it tugs at our heart, right? Yeah. We just love to do it. Well, do you, uh, Linda, you mentioned something about music. One of these questions coming up does have to do with music and i want to hear what christian has to say about it so we go to this part of the show the sound of the vw beetle means that it's time to shift gears with the road trip roundup christian i'm going to give you five questions that relate you and your experiences with road trips okay okay all right when road tripping do you tend to do fast food or local diners um fast food you have a favorite? McDonald's. I like. I love their taking. They're taking um, nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah. Gosh, you know those are. I remember when those first came out, and they're just still the same. I mean, they're nice and crispy, right? Hey, what's your favorite sauce? Or you just eat them plain. I la- I I love hot mustard. Honey mustard. Hot. They have a hot hot mustard now. Yeah. Wow, because I always get honey mustard because it's a little calming. I could, I should try that. Okay, thank you. But, but I don't know. I don't know if they sell it in the states or oh. only in Canada. Okay, that could be. I've been to McDonald's in various countries because it was the thing of mine whenever I was traveling. And yeah, they, there are sometimes you but, get but something better. I also better. love healthy food too. I also yeah. go to he- I also go to healthy fast food restaurants like Subway okay. or like Top Leaf. Or whatever. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. So what's a dream car for a road trip? It could be a car that you grew up with um, or something that you guys own now or something that, you know, whatever you would like to do. What sort of a, is there a car out there, Christian, that you'd love to go driving in or riding in? Um, I don't know. What did we, you grow up with? We, Linda, we did, did you guys have? We don't have a car. We don't. Okay. So there's something out there, I'm sure, that would you would love to see and to be able to slide into, I'm sure. All right. Let's go to the music thing. Christian, what's the last cassette? You're kind of young, but I'll say it anyway. What's the last cassette or CD that played while you're on a road trip or while you were in a car drive out? Going from one place. To I another. like. I love Taylor Swift. Really? Okay. Boy, she she has concerts all over the place. Have you ever been to one of their concerts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Real. Okay. Where and Where'd I you go? Going to her other concert, but it's in the movie theater. She's coming oh, out. Oh, got it. Got with, it. Uh, with a Taylor Swift concert film, and it's going to be playing at our theaters in Canada. That's interesting. I've been wondering what the movie industry was going to be doing during COVID to pivot. So are you Taylor seeing Swift that? TV. So if, if she's doing concert online, I mean, being filmed, have you heard of any other bands or singers that are doing something like that as well? Because this is the first time I've heard of nope. that. I think the reason they're doing it is because uh, her um, concert this year uh, is only in the states, 
And then uh, Canadians complained about it. So then she oh. decided she was okay. She would do Toronto. Okay. That's all. And uh, people still complained about it. So they decided to put it in the movie theater where everyone could see it. Okay. Hey, a uh, question for you too, since I have you on and you guys are from Canada. My wife Sue and I are looking to do a, like a 10 day getaway next year. And we're looking at Toronto and Montreal. Would you recommend those two cities to go visit those two cities? Don't know. We've never been there. Okay. I'm sure you guys have heard. I mean, those are the we've big. Been, we've been to their airport, though. We've yeah. been to their <laughs> airport. <laughs> well, I, traveling. <laughs> we, we've, we've been to Vancouver and out on, on some of the islands in Vancouver, and we just mm -hmm. loved it. So when mm -hmm. I saw you guys are four, four showers from Vancouver, oh, yeah. That brings back. That's a lovely, lovely area you guys are living in. It's fantastic. Hey, straight up question, Christian. Coke or Pepsi? I like Coke. Okay. Have you had the Coke Zero yet? Yeah. Do you like that? I love it. And yeah, I have it's... diabetes. So that's so that's the best oh, bet. That's, that's fantastic. The best. I dropped drinking Diet Coke mm -hmm. for Coke Zero. Mm -hmm. Have all right. Here's another question. We're getting off the track, but I don't care. Uh, have you guys found the price of Coke going sky high? Are you experiencing that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh huh. What the heck? They first blamed it on COVID that they couldn't have workers. That uh, some reasons, and now the darn things they're they're keeping it up there. So we're actually there is a we have um, Kroger is down here, and they have their own brand of zero sugar it tastes just like coke zero mm. so we're buying that so stick it to coke instead of jack and their double at least double their price mm -hmm. for a 12 pack Ugh, frustrating okay last question for you bud wherever you want to go with this what's your favorite road trip memory or going someplace including being going in the to toronto camp. airport going to camp all right tell me about that i went to i went to Easter Seals camp. Oh. And I also been to some retreats, self-advocacy retreats. What was it about the self-advocacy retreats that you picked up on? Because that seems uh, an important part for what you're getting okay. into. They teach you how to do something. They teach you how to be a better advocate. Okay. And how to present messages. Yeah. And to be, well, you probably taught them and I also a lot went about to leader, And I also learned, went to leadership in training camp. Just before you started. That's before I started the newsletter. I learned how to be a leadership in training at camp. Dude, I and think that. that helped, and that helped me do the newsletter. I think that you could help them with the leadership. Because your positive attitude and your doggone and I'm not going to quit at anything, that makes for a good leader. So I think by doing that, I hope sometime they ask you to come and speak. Yeah. Because I, I think that it's right up your alley and, and you, you care. I, I, I have done lots of speaking engagements. I also been to conferences. I saw one that I came across on you. I think you have something on your website uh, where you're speaking in front of some people. So I, I suggest to folks, 
go to the Life's a Road Trip website or wherever they're listening to this podcast. They'll find a link to uh, uh, the newsletter website. Go on there, fish around. And there is at least one video on there where, Christian, you do get up there and you do talk openly and honestly about stuff. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, but I want you guys to stick on with me. We could talk off okay. uh, off the microphone for a little bit, but I'm just going to tell our, our audience right now, ciao and chillax, everybody, and keep listening to Life's a Road Trip. Thanks for listening. Check out previous episodes with new ones dropping each Tuesday. If you don't see a synopsis of this show where you're listening, visit our website at lifesaroadtrip.podbean.com com for more information on this week's guest. This is your host, Scott Martin, reminding you that life's a road trip.